Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. Hey guys, the red light's on. Ah, the red light is on. I'm aroused. Got Welcome lots back. Of shit to talk about. It's Welcome so back. This has been a fun week already, and it's only it's fucking been a, Tuesday. Well, it's been fine. a good week. Um, it's going better than last week. Last week was some bullshit. But uh, yeah, here we go. We're off to it this week. Um, it's the fourth of April. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Fourth of April. I did not get my taxes done today. Um, <laughs> just my accountant had emergency in the family, and those kinds of things happen. So yeah, that'll happen. It's okay. She's gonna get it in. It's all well, good. It'll be fine. Just you know, make sure you pay your taxes, because you know. I you know, I might tell her just go ahead and file the extension, and uh, you know. <laughs> we'll figure it out, but in yeah. ten days, in ten days, we're planting beans, and it's all over with after that. Well, luckily, she's going to do the taxes for you. I mean, have you ever been to a tax professional? This oh is yeah, your first yeah, time, yeah. Right? No, I've been to hers many, oh, many you? times. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you've always done your own. No, I've only done my own in. Uh, uh, just a few times here, and I did it last year because I, I, I got stingy. I didn't want to pay an accountant, and in the end, I really feel like that bit me in the ass because I ended up paying the goddamn federal fucking government way more money than I wanted to. So, and uh, yeah, I always have the issue that if I use a tax professional, that I have to pay a lot more than I should be. That's weird. That is weird. That is weird. So it's been an interesting couple days for news. Well, since Sunday when we last recorded, it's been an interesting few days. Um, let's just A go ahead. Bit. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Trump was indicted. He went to Manhattan today. Well, last night and today, he showed up at the courthouse for his arraignment. He, I'm uh, glad he showed up at the courthouse. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think for one second he was going to make, I, what, fucking the FBI come raid Mar-a-Lago again? That, no, that, would I mean... be, that would be a bad look. No, I bring this up because there are liberals out there who are criticizing him for showing up in person to his arraignment. Well, he had the he had the option to zo- to do a Zoom, but he went in person to make a spectacle of the whole thing. I said, "You made it a spectacle." The moment you drop this, yeah, yeah, he's making a spectacle of it. And I'm like, actually, I see that as a being, you know, being a man and facing his accusers eye to eye. He's showing well, yeah. up publicly and saying, yep, yeah, but... I'm here of my own free will. So, 
uh, is this like? It doesn't matter what he does; they're going to criticize him, and this well, is proof right, of right, it. Right, right, but like, is this seriously the first time these people have ever heard anything about Donald Trump? Do you not know who Donald Trump is? Right, his entire he's life make is a, a spectacle. spectacle. He he's the best PR guy on the right. face of the earth in history. Absolutely. He made. Uh, I'm hearing figures being updated every day. Um, so when he first leaked on Truth Social that uh, he was going to be indicted a few weeks ago, overnight he made 1.5 million in contributions, and because of that, and rallies and stuff. Uh- um. And then I heard another figure where he raised um, something like $8 million mm-hmm. in just the course of a couple days. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he might not win this general election, and he might end up fucking over the whole country in doing so because we're going to get another Democrat president. But he no, knows gonna, what he's doing when it comes to primary. PR. We're primary him he's got to be primaried yeah but he's probably gonna fucking win it all right well then it's our job as uh, a freedom-loving god-fearing white men to get out there and (laughs) campaign for ron desantis that's what i plan on doing i absolutely am we cannot vote for trump and it's in the primary Do not vote for Trump in the primary. Do Do not not fucking do it. Do not. Look, I'm not trying to be um, uh, sensationalist or whatever, but I really do feel every presidential election, every election we have, they become more and more important. And this, this general election in 2024 is the most important one of my lifetime. Every, every election I've seen, in the past 10 years has been the most important election of my lifetime. Yeah. But it gets more and more important. And I really do feel like if we, if, if Trump wins the primary, all is lost. We're fucked. We're going to have four more years of Biden. We cannot withstand four more years of Biden. If we have that, then we're going to have crazy shit. Saudi Arabia and and China and Russia—they're going to—they're going to change the world, uh, the world monetary standard. It's just going to be all fucking bad. There's going to be war. There's going to be famine. And I'm not really, really not trying to be a sensationalist here, but we cannot run Trump as our candidate for the general. We can't. It will he will lose. Country. He, will, he lose. will lose. And I believe that wholeheartedly because think about it. Independents that might have voted for him in 2016, they might have liked his policy but decided, no, we can't go with this tweet bullshit and he, his, his scandal and the impeachments. We're voting Biden in 2020. And they did. That that election was decided by independence. Do you think that just because Donald Trump is getting indicted and unfairly that they're going to change their vote? Fuck no, they're not. They're voting Democrat if Trump is on the ballot for with an R next to his name. I guarantee it. So anyways, anyway. so 
so he was indicted. He's indicted. Went to his arraignment today, and I don't. So, so they're good not allowing media cameras in. They've they've allowed some That's photographs. Good. We don't need. Uh, we don't need but, any of that. But the judge is not allowing you know live footage oh, and cameras wait. and all that. I, which I kind of like, honestly. I, I, I heard think one I do. Today. Uh, I'm half and half. Apparently, uh, some law enforcement officer, I'm not sure at what level, uh, has spoken to Rolling Stone about the case. And, uh, right now, throw it out. Throw it out. I have seen this on Twitter uh, numerous times tonight. They're all hyping this up. And my my immediate reaction was, this can't happen. Why would an investigator in an open case be speaking of it to the media, let alone of all media? Rolling fucking stone. Well, also, this is um, ridiculous. What's his name? Uh, Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Michael Cohen's been talking about it. He's a fucking witness. Yeah, he's a witness for the prosecution, and he's on fucking CNN and MSNBC talking about the case. How is this not getting thrown out? Now it's not time to throw it out yet, and we have to go through the due process. Trump had to make his not guilty plea, and I, I'm assuming that he and his legal team are probably filing motions for change of venue. Um, most importantly, and first of all, probably um, a motion to dismiss on yeah. several grounds, probably a couple of the grounds we just listed talking tonight. Right. Um, but his next court date is December 4th. <laughs> no, wait, that's bullshit. Right to a speedy trial? Right. The, and if you look at any of the the documentation i think it's like 16 pages or something like that for the indictment most of them if not all of them are pretty much not even alleging him it's alleging the trump organization but yeah and you know he did i caught that, with that. Keith. and it was like I, you can't bear the whole weight of that organization on him it would be other people because uh, what in, they're in trying to do is uh, well and what they're trying to do is layer everything so they're trying to set it up to where they're sitting there and trying to say that they did this action to hide another crime. And it's like, uh, yes. how are you going to yes. prove that? Uh, and the way yes. that also a lot of the media has already been talking about is saying he has to prove himself innocent. Instead of oh, Nancy Pel- the other way. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi was the one. Pelosi said it on TV or on Twitter. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi literally said, well, Trump will have his day. And this is how that works, folks. Trump, Donald Trump will have his day in court so he can prove his innocence. That's what it's all about. That's jurisprudence. No. It, no. 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 Trump should not have yeah. to prove shit. Yeah, she said it. Uh, it's on the prosecution to prove guilt. Beyond right. a reasonable doubt. Yeah. So, no. 
so there are 34 counts of um hang on a second here let me pull this and dive yeah what are up. what is they're all this? the same uh, they're all the same um he has 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree which in new york is a felony uh and a lot of them I, I didn't read every single one because I started realizing by like the fourth one that they're all essentially the same. It's just a bunch of payments to Michael Cohen, who's already in prison for this, or was already convicted of perjury and right. and these crimes. And there are a couple that don't specify who the payment went to. But it's 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. But that's it. How many freaking actual, like, felony crimes, like heinous felony crimes, is the New York DA sitting there letting it just go by and not actually putting people that should be behind bars immediately? Not. Yes, you, sir, in the front? All of them. Yep. They just turn and burn them and let them go out. But yet they're going to focus on this. Yeah. Gold star. That's this, this, I don't know how this is. How do people look at this and, and believe that number one, this is legit. This is, this is not legit. Oh no, they are entirely convinced. And they think he's going to jail for this. Like he could, if he's convicted, he could go to jail for this. I don't think he will. I don't think he'll even be convicted. I don't think he should be convicted. He might be convicted because this is a kangaroo court. But, you know, I'm sick of liberals. I see them all over Facebook. Um, One we went to high school with, Nick. We were in marching band with him. And he's now a teacher in California. Smart guy, like was valedictorian of his class, I'm pretty sure. And he's, I saw him question us the other day and say, so let me get this straight. Donald Trump was impeached twice and something else. Oh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump colluded with Russia, was impeached twice and is now being indicted. And you guys want him to be your president? And all that, all of that hinges upon. He never colluded with Russia. None of those things were legit. The Russia collusion thing was not legit. The two impeachments, banana republic bullshit. And um, this indictment is obviously not legit. It's nothing but politics. Listen, if he is, if he's convicted of even one of these 34 charges, that DA better go to every real estate broker's door in New York City and hand them indictments to. Absolutely. Every fucking single one of them cook their books and overvalue a little bit or undervalue a little bit. And that's probably what we're looking at here. Fucking bullshit. Well, uh, 
But uh, I so Trump's supposed, so supposedly having a rally right now, right? He's or was uh, going to give a speech from Mar-a-Lago. Man, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We yeah, keep talking about Trump and rallying, and I don't know if you guys caught this week's episode of South Park, but Garrison, oh my god, Garrison was on vacation with his new gay boyfriend, Rick, in Myrtle Beach. And uh, the whole time they're talking about how Garrison is going to go to one of those places and do that thing again. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't do that anymore. I'm done doing that. I'm done doing that. And uh, they get down there to Myrtle Beach. They're walking around. And he looks over and he says, oh, my God, it's still here. And it's a, it, it's a MAGA store, all right? Because Garrison was Trump in South Park. So anyway, uh, much like uh, somebody who's addicted to drugs, he winds up lying to his boyfriend and sneaking out of the hotel room in the middle of the night and going down there, and he starts rallying with them. It's <laughs> ridiculous. So the whole time he's on vacation, he keeps sneaking away to go to these rallies and. Uh, at the end of the show, he's at this big rally, and uh, he says, uh, he just breaks down, and he starts saying how he misses his boyfriend, Rick, and he starts going, I love Rick, I love Rick, I love Rick, and everybody in the crowd starts chanting, I love Rick, I love Rick. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the episode, Garrison's coming home to Rick, and he's apologizing, you know, for going on a weekend rally bender, and they, uh, he says, I, I, I promise there's no more rallies, I just want to stay here in South Park with you, and his boyfriend says, yeah, well, we're gonna see about that, and that was the end of the show, and I was like, well, Trump, we're gonna see, <laughs> but it, it was actually, uh, the whole episode was pretty funny. Uh, I don't know if it was that one or the one before it. Hartman and Kenny start a hot dog stand in Cartman's house because Cartman now lives in a hot dog, and they call it they call it Dick and Balls Hot Dogs. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so and awesome. It, oh God, it is great, but. The whole episode is about them trying to hire help, and they can't find anybody to work. And anybody who comes to work, you know, well, it's it's No Work Monday, or it, it's Mental Health Tuesday, or it's No Think Thursday, and all this liberal bullshit about what's going on in the workplace, and it's fucking hilarious. But Little Butters, being the fucking entrepreneur, he finances Cartman's hot dog stand while working at an ice cream stand and when Cartman's lazy ass sits around and the business is failing Butters comes in does all the work turns it around makes it a booming business sells out gets his money back <laughs> and Cartman has to move back home with his mom <laughs> it's a wonderfully capitalist episode it Sounds really awesome. is. <laughs> it was it was great. That's what I'm saying. South Park isn't playing 
either side here, and I fucking love it. I love that. That's how comedy should be. Exactly. Comedy dead in the center, and exactly. it should make fun of both sides equally. And That's they fucking nailed it. That's what I'm saying. I think we lost Joe because he's either having a wicked seizure or a screen froze. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm Here. hoping it's a screen move it over. Here, I'm going to put him front and center. There's he's front and center now. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, so evidently I was able to find... Um, on I started an activity on our our recording here and stuff. I saw this. I got to get into it. <clears throat> it's all good. We got um, Trump speaking at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, probably I don't know how long that is, so we'll probably skip ahead a little bit on it. Um, check that out. But then there's another one that I thought would be funny to talk about eventually. And hold on, two seconds here. Three seconds. Four seconds. Five that. seconds. Holding Sorry, because he Holding. because he dropped. I had to switch the scenes real fast. That's but okay. anyways, um, so we also have where we're making fun of Bud Light and their new oh, media man. campaign. And who was that fucking tranny that went on Twitter with like five cans of Bud Light? And it sits down. And it's like, are you impressed? I can carry all that. I'm like, no, I'm not impressed. You've got fucking man hands. Look at right? you. Gargantuan. You could carry a transmission around a garage. Fuck. <laughs> you, anyway. uh, you and the activity will go ahead yes, and actually jump Hold to on, that. Joe's while we're... Let's get Joe back into the. Hey, welcome back, Joe. We're glad Here you're joining us. I'm Joe's, uh, Joe's on remote location from the top of a mountain tonight. Yeah, the internet fucking blows here. Well, it's a mountain. He's actually probably more in a holler than a mountain. I am. I am. Holler. Holler. So, Joe, we were getting ready to uh, jump in this activity that he started. Yep, uh, I'm here. Trump is giving his address from Mar-a-Lago. So, uh, Keith, you want to go ahead? Yeah, give me just a second here. Trying That's to bring it. all right. Trying to bring sure everything it's... back. You know... Uh... I am going to take a moment to step away while Trump is speaking. Thank you. <laughs> I, I hope this is good, because Trump never does a mediocre presser. It's either really, really fucking on point and powerful or it is cringe as fuck and you just want him to stop. It's never in between. Yeah. And I just hope that he nails this. I, I, and I, I don't hope that he nails this because I want him to be president. I hope he nails it because I still believe that he's the least corrupt person ever to go through our federal government. Amen to that. There's like two cats fucking. Did she just say there's two cats fucking? Tell her to film that shit and send it to me. I want to see it too. 
I'm horny. <laughs> uh, for those just listening, Keith and his wife are play fighting, and he just it threw something hurt. at her. <laughs> Keith, you better be careful. You're going to end up with a red handprint right on the top of that head. Come on now. Especially from the redhead. (laughs) She's going to turn you into a redhead. See, Uh there she is. She's going to smack the shit out of you. Oh, he's turning the camera off because they're fighting. Talk amongst yourselves. Be right back. I don't want you guys to see me punch my wife. (laughs) Well, you know, I just remind my wife once a day that things could be worse. She could have a meeting at the Methodist Church this Sunday, which I've already (laughs) signed her up for. (laughs) (laughs) Down in the basement, there's cookies and coffee. That's right. And lots of tissues. And it's packs. Watch episodes of Oprah and Lifetime original movies starring Meredith Baxter Burney. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the movie's <laughs> over, it's uh, on to Snap, so, which my wife watches all the time. Uh, I'm going to bitch about here while Keith has stepped out of the room for a minute. And I am new to the Twitter universe. Um, the Twitters. The tw- okay, I'm new to the Twitters. And uh, for some reason, these two guys keep popping up. And it's Ed and Brian Krasenstein. And these two sorry, sorry human beings old soy boy elite, okay? They're poster boys for emasculated white progressives. And they are a cancer across Twitter. They post constantly. And for some reason, I, I, I didn't follow them, but their shit comes to me, okay? And... It is 15 to 20 tweets a day, constant rhetoric, constant supporting that narrative, driving it home to the constituents, and there is never turning back. And you can catch him in a hypocrisy three days later, three fucking days later. It is ridiculous, ridiculous. These two are the scourge of society. They are exactly what is wrong with politics. They're not even politicians. And I don't know whether they believe this shit or they're just in it to get the views and make the money. But if that's what they're doing, they're absolute pieces of shit. They don't even have principles that they stand on. They're making money off of marginalized people who are buying into the bullshit they're saying out there. And it Every bit of it is fucking propaganda. And I wish I could look these two motherfuckers right in the eye. I guarantee you I'd spit right in their eye. 
They're fucking communists. They're socialists. And there's no place for that in common decent society. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. No, fuck. I'm definitely tagging those two fucking pieces of shit. Yep. Keith, are you familiar with the Krasenstein brothers? No. Oh, man. They're... They're total pieces of shit. Uh, sound like it. I it mean, would... I walked back in. I was like, oh, hot damn. <laughs> God. Joe, all right, you know, we have that one uh, acquaintance whom we used to uh, perform with. Was once a very good friend of mine. And, you know, I had went rounds on Facebook with him. Right? I know who you mean. All right. These two truly are everything that I think he is. Oh, yeah. They absolutely you, are. You're, wait, he, he is worse. that. He really It's not that you think that he is that. He is that. And the guy that marched right next to me is the same. Yeah. I know. Like, seriously, I don't know why anybody takes people like this with any more than a, an entire deer lick of salt. But none of this stuff makes any sense that these people are talking about. Like you just said, this, you, none of this you, makes sense. doesn't make three, sense. None three days after sense. they make a tweet, the opposite happens and you say, hey, here's your tweet from three days ago. Nope, 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 nope. They'll double down. How, yeah, how do we take these people serious? You're just making that they shit double up. down, they triple down. Yeah, and look, listen, listen, here's why they keep doing it because, like you just said, our acquaintance from high school the other day asked uh, about Trump being president, and he said he colluded with Russia. But we know that was false, people. We absolutely know that was fucking false. Now it's been proven false. But that narrative is so drove into America's head. It is so drove into America's head. That it is is real. It It blows my mind. It blows my mind how people still believe that. All the media has to do is just force this information into your brain enough and you're going to believe it. This is no different than the pathological liar who keeps telling narcissist lie over and over and over and over until it becomes true. It's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. I'm just saying, I'm not being Stockholmed. You're fine. I'm going to be it. No, it just, it absolutely doesn't make sense in my mind. I can't I can't make it add up. You can't plot it on a graph and go from point A to point B in a straight line. You can't do it. I'm telling you, folks, and and it's just, it's phenomenal to me the amount of people that just keep buying into this. Nobody's seeing this shit does not add up. I mean, from the get-go, I've always been this way with the news story, okay? You read a news story, and you're like, okay, well, some of that doesn't quite make sense. That's not quite logical. Uh, And it's just gotten worse and worse over time. But but 
these days it's far worse. And the one thing that keeps coming back into my mind is the whole Ukraine situation and how on a global scale, what is really happening there has been so muddied by, uh, you know, rhetoric and propaganda from every side. It's hard to tell what is actually going on there other than, yes, people are dying and there's a war going on. But why it's happening and who's really fighting it, we don't really know. No, How can you believe anything? You can't believe any of this. Any of it. I mean... I'm telling you guys, though, if you look hard enough, you can find some media outlets that give you what they know. They give you their opinion on what they just gave you. And and at the end, they say, but that's all we really know. We don't know for sure. I found one in Daily Wire. Keith, I think you found one in uh, The Mug Club. I, I, Nick, I know you don't like Daily Wire, but that's the reason I like well, him. Because when I listen to Ben Shapiro, right. he says, here are the headlines I'm going to talk about. He talks about the first one, and he says, and a lot of times, Ben Shapiro will go to um, an Intercept article or an Atlantic article, and he'll read their article and say, okay, here are the things that we know are facts, and here's the speculation, and here's what I think about it. And here's why I think it does or does not make sense. Here's what I think is really going on. But, you know, how do we really know? Because all of the media lies and, you know, the people they're lying about also lie a lot. Because it's all about politics and politicians. And, of course, that's what you get paid for as a politician. To lie through your fucking teeth. So... And and even even science, they lie about science. So how the fuck am I supposed to believe any of this shit? The only ones I believe are the guys that say I'm not really sure, but this is what I think. Yeah, exactly. Like why? That, that's the only logic, thing that but get... keeps me. Yeah, just apply a little logic to it, and oh man, and see where it goes from there. Right. Well, you know, they're just trying to muddy the waters. I, I'm I'm convinced of that with everything. All of it. Politics these days is just a process of muddying the waters to keep the public off base. Um, um, keep us dumb. Because look, if if you still think Russia colluded in our election to get Donald J. Trump in the White House, you're fucking dumb. If they anything. wanted Biden in the White House. Because look what happened once they got, they wanted the Democrat in the White House. Because what, look what happened once they got one. And as While soon as Donald they Trump started... Is- fucking giving away fucking guns and shit to Afghanistan and everything else and like the way that we handled all of our foreign affairs you're showing that hey I'm not gonna do shit yeah I'm gonna yeah. bark I mean, a bunch exa- exactly okay what, what, what kind of mental gymnastics do you have to do to justify that you still think R- Russia and Vladimir Putin's Russia yeah, wanted Donald Trump in the White House because right. when Donald Trump was in the White House, Russia sat the fuck down and they shut the fuck up. But as soon as he was gone, now they're causing all kinds of fucking trouble, teaming up with China, going into Ukraine, 
you know, they're they're buddy buddying up to Saudi Arabia again, and it's like, come on. Who was the president you, that they did that since the split up? Obama. Yeah. So, what the hell? Yep. That's Don't a... tell me that Putin <clears throat> wanted Donald Trump in the White House. Putin had to sit there on his fucking hands and shut his mouth for four years. He could have done it four years ago, four years earlier. But no, Donald Trump was in the White House. And he didn't fucking play. At all. God, I I just wish, I just wish Joe Biden would get up in front of the, the, the country at 830 at night and say, hey, guess what we just did? We killed a fucking terrorist. He died like a fucking dog. <laughs> I, w- I want that. I, I miss that. <laughs> I want to hear how a terrorist is a coward and how he fucking hid behind his child in a spider hole and then died like a dog. I want well, that. We need some that. Of us, some of us miss... Commander-in-Chief George H.W. Bush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, say what you want about him as a president. I'm going to say he was a successful president. And I will say he's probably the best commander-in-chief that our armed forces have ever had. He's number two. Even anyways. Even even okay, number two to um, I I'm telling you, those of us who were in the military during the Bush presidency, two thousand to oh eight. Oh, you're you're not talking H W, you're talking W uh, uh, yeah, I'm talking W. W. George W. Bush, who led the war on terror and uh you know, every single one of us believed in him. It's a fact. I did. Would have followed him to hell. I believed, I believed in America. Everybody Absolutely. believed in America. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. communists believed in America that day. On on September 12th, 2001... There wasn't a person in the United States, there wasn't a United States citizen on the ground that didn't believe in America. All of us did. That's true. And the rest of the world sat there and watched. And we were like, oh shit. Everybody in the world went, oh fuck. What are they going to do? And I can tell you what they did because... Well, I wasn't there, but I mean, I was there. I was in boot camp when we retaliated. And it was uh, January. I don't know the exact date. And it was a Saturday. Well, Sunday. It would have been a Sunday, actually. And we had gone into the chow hall. And everything was hunky-dory outside, okay? Birds were chirping. You know, the trees were green, bright sun. And we were at 
DEFCON Alpha and came out of the chow hall and DEFCON Delta right like that. Barbed wire everywhere, black skies, barricades, fucking Humvees with a machine gun at every gate. Shit got real real quick. And I mean in a matter of hours. And by the way, those are the fifty cals, aren't they? Those those are Yes. Those will those will turn a person into a pink mist. <laughs> a pink mist. It'll cut you in half in two seconds. Yeah, it's uh it's amazing yep. I how remember. quick we went to a wartime posture and we had planes that had taken off out of Turkey that were leveling mountains in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some interesting accounts out there from the other side about that evening and how the m- mountains shook like an earthquake for miles around. You all see the picture of, or the video out there of when we dropped that Moab uh, about three years ago. Yep. Remember how much yeah. black Trump got for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that worked. That was effective. It exactly did what it needed to. Yeah, because then he uh, got to go on TV and say, we killed another fucking terrorist today. What a piece of shit loser. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) It was great, though. I'm sorry. It was. I love when he could get on TV and and say, we're killing terrorists. We killed another two of them today. He's like directly Never. like putting the stamp on like the side of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Just look at yeah. it. <laughs> and that was the only time since we got into the war on terror where I felt like the whole world was going, "Oh fuck!" All right, we cool, right? We cool, U.S. We cool? We yeah, let's do some trade. Yeah, oh, you cool. want us to pay more of our fair share? Yeah, here, here's the checkbook. Just whatever you want. Yep. Uh huh. And and now we're we're getting we're the fucking doormat of the world again, as we always are under Democrat rule. No, oh, son of a bitch. And, and I'm well, not one we, of those war we, hawks. I'm I'm not one of these conservatives that think we should get out of all the wars and never go into war again, no matter what. Blah blah blah. Let's peace and fuck that bullshit. When our interests or our citizens no matter where they are in the world, are in uh, experiencing threat, we're there. Fucking shit up. That's the part of the power of the United States. Our military, our economy, and it used to be the family. But, yeah. you know. Now they've destroyed all three. All of it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You're right. Incredible. Incredible. A moment of silence is being observed right now for the might of the United States that once was. Here's to you, Ma. Mm. I don't have anything. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking? Good Irish whiskey. Is that a bottle of Jameson? Triple distilled Irish whiskey. God damn it, motherfucker. I bought that for your wife. <laughs> well, 
she drove me to drinking, so it's her fault. Oh, fair enough. Yep. Hey guys, let's lighten Middleton the County, Cork, Ireland. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's go and check out what uh, a rock singer is doing to celebrate some beer and stuff. Are we talking about the rock that's a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw this. So, are you guys all set and ready? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Play it. Yesterday, my favorite comment in a while, actually, is from Donna Varapodio, who says, The longer I live on this planet, the more I understand why roosters start their day screaming. I feel you. Actually, it's a great segue into a clip that I have to bring up. I just saw it this morning from our friend, Tennessee local, Kid Rock, who, in his typically articulate and pithy fashion, has responded to Bud Light's recent sponsorship of uh, the transvestite Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, here is Kid's response. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Bud Light and f***ing Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. <laughs> in so few words, he summed up what so many of us were thinking. By the way, we, we always talk about what's an assault weapon, what's a fully automatic weapon. Uh, I think that one is an assault weapon. I think, pretty sure that one is. Whatever assault weapon means, it probably means that fully automatic weapon that Kid Rock has, which are very hard to get and which we highly regulate in America. And for those of you who were only listening to that and didn't see it, the object of his fire was two 12-packs of Bud Light. And it's an important statement, too, because Kid Rock is not only a rock star, but he, he owns the biggest honky-tonk in Nashville. The biggest, most impressive honky-tonk in Nashville, which is Music City, is Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and rock-and-roll steakhouse. Great name for an establishment. So I assume they're going to get rid of Bud Light at the honky-tonk, and I think we should all get rid of Bud Light in our homes. I almost never drink Bud Light, though if I'm at the kind of place where I'm going to drink a regular light beer like that, I previously had ordered Bud Light because it tastes kind of like nothing. Now I'm going to have to order something else. It's so offensive that Bud Light would partner with this guy, Dylan Mulvaney. And you're over the age of 25. You're wrong. You're just wrong. Grow the fuck up, child. Have you ever been to a banquet before? Get a real beer. Get a fucking Coors. Uh, Bud Light has got to be the worst beer. I would drink Natty before I'll drink Bud Light, and that's a fact. Same. Uh, Same. Keith, are you muted? You know that I am. I've got to push <laughs> yep. all these buttons, but I would say, you know, PBR. 
Oh, dude, no. Oh, I love PBR. PBR. No, I'm saying before Bud Light. I would drink PBR before Bud Light. I you like know what, PBR. I you love know what it they're calling uh, compared to Bud Light these Bud days, Light. don't you guys? Tranny fluid. Tranny. Tranny fluid. Did you guys see that TikTok I sent you today? That guy <laughs> with a transmission sitting in his driveway at the end of his garage. And he and, had a big old funnel going down in the dipstick, and he was pouring like four Bud Lights into it. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's hilarious. Now PBR oh. is great stuff. I do enjoy PBR. Uh, I've always been a fan of Yinling. It's America's oldest brewery, straight out of good old uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yep. Delicious. I love it is it. delicious. But hey, don't hold your breath. I never thought I'd see Anheuser-Busch go woke like that. Really? I mean, kind of no. Not that, not to that extreme. Oh, no. They they had a thing a few years back where um they came out, they had an ad talking about how there was absolutely no corn in their beer and they wouldn't have corn in their beer. And Bush Light come out and said, well, that's why your beer sucks, Bud Light. We use corn in Bush Light. We love farmers. We want to use more corn in our beer. We want more farmers to drink our beer. Here, have a can that looks like corn. Here, have a can that's John Deere. <laughs> yep, and you have several of both of those cans all around your house. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. They made me drink more Bush Light. They definitely fucking did. That marketing strategy worked. Sure did. I, I don't know what... So, I, I don't think we actually really talked about what Bud Light did. <laughs> Bud Light sent the freakazoid Dylan Mulvaney, mentally ill celebrity, um special cans of Bud Light with his ugly fucking mug on it. Post-surgery mug, because he had some cheek work done, if you didn't know. Um, but his ugly fucking mug on the can, and Ugh. the rest of the content of the graphics on the can was celebrating Dylan Mulvaney's 365th day of pretending that he's not a dude. Three hundred. Yes, it was his. It was to celebrate his one year anniversary as identifying as a woman. That's what the, the way that I see about. this. There is only one time when I think it would be acceptable for a man to decide he's now going to identify as a woman and start being a woman, and that's if you get sent to prison. Because you want to go to the women's prison. Well, that's happened many times, dude. I could almost see that. I Yeah. You don't have to almost see it. It's happened several times. Hell, it just happened like two months ago. I heard it in the news. A rapist. A rapist and a murderer. Oh, God. After we'll his conviction, started identifying as a woman and appealed to sentencing, and got sent to a women's prison. A rapist, a male murdering rapist, 
is in women's prison now. That's how Yummy. fucked up our world is. Well, you know, I can't be surprised. I mean, they are... They really are allowing sexual predators into bathrooms with women, so... Yeah. I guess that works. Again? Is that better, Keith? I don't know. Joe, keep talking. I... Yeah, that's what we got trying to type at the same time. That's now better. I see why you're asking for help, Keith, because talking and typing at the same time aren't working for me. It's like, and I'm sitting there trying to hit these hotkeys for all the change scenes and shit. And I'm like, yeah. right. what the fuck? And then earlier, I noticed that my chroma key on my screen was changing your shirt because your shirt's green. So it was like all of a sudden oh, there'd be a, a flame through <laughs> your shirt. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I hope it's when I was getting fired up. It was at the beginning, so I didn't notice until like 20 minutes in. So I was like, oh, fixing that shit. Man. But heck yeah. Did you guys see, we're going to go back to something for a minute here, because I think we need to mention this uh apparently Nick, now i can't hear you i think you need to turn your mic back up but turn your earphone volume down there how are we doing now that's better that but i don't okay. i don't know about keith listen yeah. for the echo yeah, i don't you know did. about i don't know about the echo yet i've turned down my mic uh speaker volume so you should be good then there you go we should be good here thank you brother anyway so apparently Donald Trump Jr., who isn't smart, has posted a picture of the judge's daughter on the Truth Social. Shut the fuck up. He did. He absolutely Why? did. What the fuck? Why? That, that's retarded. The fucking thing he could have done. You know what would be fucked up, though? Is if it's they... being taken as a threat. If they could sit there and have proof that, you know, like the receipts forensically showing that it was like a hacker or something crazy like that, and then tie it back through all them motherfuckers, like, tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah, but it would be. It'd be but crazy. why the fuck would he do that? What a dumbass. Why would he fucking do that? I, so his last name's not Biden, so I would think that it wouldn't be intentional. Wait, we're still talking about the picture of the judge's daughter. Yes. That's doxing. That's doxing. That's wrong. It absolutely is. That's wrong. Like... What All kinds of wrong. And I don't care what the context is. I don't give that a was shit. Wrong. That was absolute bullshit. And, and, and see, this is what pisses me off about the whole fucking Trump camp. Everybody, not everybody, but the main figures in Trump's orbit do dumb, crazy shit like this. I don't. Trump himself, it. his son, Marjorie Taylor Greene. What the fuck? You guys are blowing this for all of us. Yep. 
Yep. I'm fucking pissed about that, dude. Yeah. That's why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, everybody needs to be aware of this. And this is more evidence of why we must get Trump out of this presidential race. I don't, I don't care what happens with this whole process. It's bullshit. I know it's a political sham. But I do care because it's a political sham. Because the repercussions down the road are horrible. If Trump, if 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 Trump yeah. is convicted of these crimes, I do care. But at the same time, I'm with you. I don't care. All I really care about is that Trump doesn't win this primary. Yeah, we cannot have that. But dude, That's... I hate to say it. I've been optimistic about this in the past, but I'm not feeling real optimistic about it today. I think Trump's going to win this fucking primary. That's oh, that. That means we just okay. lost the general. I don't know. I still say that if I had to make the choice again, like I did last time, I just don't make the same. Oh, I'll, so. I'll vote for him. I just really hope that we have heavier contenders coming into it for the primary. Yes. And so yes. far, we've had so many people being quiet and not actually declaring and stuff like that. And I think that we need to get to that soon. Like, it has to be by 4th of July. If you're not, then... Let's run Kid Rock. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a typical Republican thing to do. I know you're joking, but that's a typical Republican thing to do. Let's run the most extreme person we fucking can. That way we don't win the election. That, that's the same way I see this Trump thing. Oh, Republicans but... fuck this up every time. Yeah. Dumb bastards. Uh, it's just, just difficult to contemplate at times. I don't get it. It's rough. I don't get it. This is where well, I separate from... Republicans, because they just... Me too. They can't help but step on their own dick. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking repeatedly. They, yeah, they always Instructions unclear, dick stuck in ceiling fan. Please send help. Yep, they will find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep. But, you know, uh, Keith... Or one of you guys said everybody's being quiet about it. I think it was you, Keith. I think part of that is because of this Trump thing. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping, maybe this is me being too optimistic, but I'm hoping that the potential candidates, namely Ron DeSantis, have been fairly quiet on this because, number one, they want to let Trump hang himself. Oh, absolutely. Because he knows how to too. do that. Yeah. I, I, I know it doesn't make sense that I say he's a great PR guy, but then he can't help but hang himself on TV. It's because he's vain as fuck. Yeah, he's too vain, and he, he he doesn't understand why anybody in his party would not be behind him no matter what he did. To me, 
he is the embodiment of Marty McFly from Back to the Future, where you say, <laughs> you yellow, and he's like, oh, body, I'm crazy. Oh, like, yeah. Freaking out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude, why? Like, don't be an 80s movie. He he really is. He's like a, a he's like a fucking cheap B movie. <laughs> but I, I'm hoping that Ron DeSantis is being quiet because he's good at what he does. That's one thing I know about Ron DeSantis. He's a goddamn good executive and a good politician. That motherfucker wins. Everything he does, he wins and he wins big. He's an ultimate and, chess player, dude. I know, and the left, I think the left are fucking terrified that he might win the primary. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he's not even announced that he's running, and he's number two in the primary, the Republican primary. Who is? DeSantis. Oh, yeah. I thought he was number one. No, he didn't. DeSantis isn't even technically running, and he's number two in the primary. And he already has like 22%, just straight. Yeah. Strange. He hasn't even campaigned. He hasn't even gone out on the campaign trail and talked to the American people. Right. And he's number two. My thing is, I'm starting to worry, and not really worry, but wonder who people are going to try to say is their VP. We also have that potential of Harris and Biden, if they are running together or not. Well, I can't believe the Democrats aren't primary in his ass. They don't. They haven't said anything yet, and he should be I, declaring soon. I think it's because they're putting all their trumps or putting all their trumps <laughs> in one putting basket. all their eggs in one basket, hoping that Trump wins the primary. Yeah, they yeah they know they can beat Trump. They want Trump to win that fucking primary. And I think that's part of this fucking charade we're seeing in Manhattan right now. Yeah, because they want to rally Trump's base. Which they know are yeah, just Republicans this... and not independents. They're not independents in his base. The they've got the independents right now. If Donald Trump went uh, runs, yeah, I can see that. But still, I don't know. Back in the day, they used to just sweep politicians under the rug, and you never hear from them again. Nowadays, they got to lock them all up and throw them in jail. And they, they still come back like cockroaches. Using unless they, they use on a live any fraction. Yeah, yeah. Unless they were dealing with the Clintons, then you never see those motherfuckers again. Yep. Yep. Yes, yes Keith, you're right. The Clintons will unalive you right now. Yep. What else we got on our topics here, guys? I think that we're pretty close. I mean, do we have one more? No. We oh, we've got a few. That? We got a few. We didn't talk about how bald we were. Oh, um, yeah. We are all displaying oh, yeah. the three layer levels of male pattern baldness. That's right. Take my hat off. But I should yeah. mine. Yep. Next next beginning stages. I'm I'm middle stage. I'm pretty progressed. 
<laughs> Keith, you're technically so still middle stage too. You just shave your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it, honestly. What is this? Just a fucking Rogaine commercial? Off. Right. <laughs> we are not sponsored by anyone, folks. This is not an endorsement. <laughs> but if you guys want to give us money or free product for things, I might not use it. Yeah, cool. sure. Send us some money. Fuck it. Yeah. Our Patreon yeah. is somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Do not, folks, do not go for Rogaine. This is a defamation suit waiting to happen here. I bet <laughs> you anything, those motherfuckers are planning an ad campaign <laughs> to launch towards females that think they're men so they can grow hair on their fucking faces or other places I think women can already grow hair <laughs> in all those other places <laughs> it would Rude just rhyme I was going with it man fuck off oh I'm sorry fuck the nurse you're a poet and I didn't know it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Oh, this is great. <laughs> you're in there with Shakespeare, well, aren't you? I, you're a... Uh, I think your nickname's Feats Longfellers. Feats Longfellers. Uh, Tits McGee. Tits, Tits McGee. McGee. Hi, and I'm Tits. I'm Veronica Corningstone. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Yep. So we got another topic on here. I don't. I'm. I'm done talking about trannies for the day. I don't want to talk about the North Dakota shit. No, fuck yeah. that. Nick, talk about farming. Tell us about this fucking uh, supposedly robotic, the electric well, John yeah. Deere technology. Keith uh, found this interesting article. Uh, it's from Electric. Co. Uh, apparently it's a tech website talking about cool different technologies and this one happens to go into the John Deere planner the new John Deere planner that they've come out with um, and I'm not even sure of the number that they assigned this one Keith would I fuck your scenes up if I did a screen share I have no idea how that works. So they have this system now called Exact Shot, which is a precision planting system, precision mechanized planting system to help us maximize our, our dollar and our time out in the field while we're planting. And uh, I, I do have to agree that this is a revolutionary planner uh, and it's packed with cutting-edge technology. And uh, But at the same time, this is just the next step. Uh, a lot of the features that this planner has, we have on the corn planner that we're currently running, and it's 14 years old. So... Still uh, shit. The, this particular rig that they have featured in this article... We have used the past two years uh, on our farm. Uh, it was 
it was a, a project by John Deere uh, in their uh, research and development of this planter where they actually brought a unit out and gave it to several farmers around the United States and had them run it over their acres and track the data over the year to see if it was doing the job that, you know, the farmer wanted. And uh, there are some really nice new features that I really like. Uh, they have a conical meter. Uh, always before it was a flat plate, and there are holes going around there, and that's how we would meter how much seed we're dropping. Um, and this new one can just do the whole process smoother and more precise. So uh, this is a system you need to run very, very smooth. Those seeds are moving through there at a high rate. I believe this says 6,600 seeds per uh, second. Every three seconds, I think. Every three seconds, yes. And we're probably planting right about the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, This planter, they claim you can run faster with it, but that's not something you do in rock country because rocks cause damage. Well, when you got a planter this fucking expensive, you probably don't want to fuck it up. Every piece of equipment is expensive, Joe. You just yes, right, I right. That. You don't want to fuck that. anything up. So another really nice feature about this. This is a pretty new feature in the corn planter world. Uh, is the the seed tube. Nick, if you if you look, yeah, you you can see my screen and you can kind of explain. Oh, I'm not on your stream. Okay. You can explain what you're what you're looking at okay. with the seed tube and the row yep. closers, closer yep. wheels. Right in the center, there's a black strip going up and down, and it looks like a little conveyor. It is a brush conveyor, and those brushes are on a belt, and it travels around and around, and it grabs that seed in the bristles of the brush and carries that seed all the way down the tube and drops it only about an inch the seed free falls about an inch down into your seed trench. Okay. Now, the way we're currently doing it is it's just a tube. That entire black thing right in the center is a hollow tube, and the seed is literally falling for about a foot, maybe a foot and a half, all the way yeah, down to. And a lot of us things can happen in there that will screw up your singulation. Uh, you know, a seed can bounce around in that tube and that takes an extra half a second for that seed to fall. So when it lands on the ground and gets planted, you have two plants that are too close to each other. Okay. And then they don't so, do as well. Right. When we're out there planting corn, uh, your spacing, your seed depth are absolutely critical absolutely critical it has to be perfect not only do the soil conditions and the weather conditions have to be perfect but the tool that you're using to do the job has to do it perfectly i want that two to two and a half inches below the surface and i want them about six six and a half inches apart and uh, hey nick i got a question yeah. for you the planner I've seen you guys worked well. Hell, I've worked on it with you guys. But yes, 
the seed tube has a big fat white nylon plastic feature on the end of it. And I imagine that that's a, a, a bit of a weight and uh, kind of protects the end of it. But okay. it looked to me like that went all the way down into the ground and delivered the seed right into the bed. No, there's not. Okay. You're seeing a different part that we use. What you're seeing, we call a seed firmer. And yes, it rides right down into the trench. Okay. And it rides right okay. over top of the seed to gently push that seed down into the dirt to firm okay. it right into the V at the bottom of the trench. Okay. Okay, clear. So I thought I thought that's that, what that is. I thought that that was also the seed tube. No, the seed tube is directly ahead of that and it drops an inch. The the seed free falls an inch. Well, out of this system, in our current planner it drops a foot and a half from the meter. But still All down the into the a meter. tube. Right, through the tube and then once it leaves the inch. tube, it free falls an inch or whatever. Correct. Correct. The seed firmer presses it down into the trench. And then if you look at uh, the picture that Joe has up here, on the left side of the image you're seeing, the, the wheels to the left, those are the closing wheels. Okay, the, that's the last thing to run over the seed. And that is closing the trench. Okay, just getting dirt back over it. And if you see on this one, this one is controlled using air pressure, all right? We call this uh, uh, active downforce, okay? Yeah, downforce, yeah. Uh, you can have them hydraulic or pneumatically operated. It can run on an airbag back there or a small hydraulic cylinder, and it is holding a certain amount of down pressure to make sure that that trench gets closed properly. So... This goes through there, and from the time it opens up the trench, drops the seed, and covers that seed, split second. We're usually planting at about four, four and a half miles an hour, and we're planting, on average, 3,500 population, 3,500 seeds per acre. We are mapping where every single seed drops. We know and we're counting every single seed live as it drops, just just like this thing is doing. Okay, we're hooked up to GPS. You know, at the end of the day, I can sit there and tell you exactly how many seeds we put out there in the field. You can sit there and do the math. The planter counted every single one of them. And millions of seeds. Cool. It's It's very impressive. Uh, and we can go farther with this uh, talk about, technology. Talk about... Talk about the row starter application on this. Okay, so the row starter application on this is 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 interesting, and it's it's a great idea. It's wonderful in theory. In practice, uh, we'll put it to an economic value and an agronomic value and see how it works out. But um, the general way right now to get fertilizer into the seed trench while you're planting. We call this in-furrow. Um, on that seed firmer that we just talked about, Joe, right like on the back vitro. side of that is a small nozzle there. where it's about three-sixteenths 
nozzle sticking so out back there. So that's the nozzle I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, you'll see that. That's on okay. the back end of that seed firmer tail. Okay. So it'll dribble fertilizer right down into the furrow, right on top of the seed as we're planting. And this is happening constantly, okay, the entire length of the furrow, including in between the seeds. Now, the system that they have on this planter is it senses when the seed drops and it squirts a bit of fertilizer only directly on the seed. And from an economic standpoint, it just logically, this is going to save you money on fertilizer because you're not going to be using as much fertilizer. Now, when I look at this from an agronomic sense, I'm planting my seeds about six inches apart. And I know the root mass is going to move away from the plant two and a half to three inches. And I know that fertilizer is going to move about two, two and a half inches away from where it's placed. So I'm not really concerned about the fertilizer that I'm placing in between the seeds because those roots are going to grow towards that fertilizer. So I would really want to see some studies done on this system to see if it really works. Uh, it's obviously a very expensive investment to get this feature installed on your planner. Uh, and that needs to pay for itself. This is a business. It's got to pay. It's not a hobby. So uh, it needs some raw data. It's a great idea. That's what I, I'm saying. I, I want to see some not, raw data. Everything about this planner is a great idea. It's been years in the making. Um and, you know, this is what John Deere's getting, this is what's in production now for John Deere. And they're already working on the, the next, next phase, yeah. which this is a precursor to that. Okay. So they're really revamping the way that we plant corn. Um, it's a very interesting time to be in the industry. I grew up uh, in the stone age of farming okay we were just pulling iron through the field and dropping seeds i swear and the past 20 years have been uh earth-breaking discoveries that we have into agriculture and we really are leading the world in ag sciences we're learning about soil uh we're learning about uh just the production of these crops uh, there's new stuff coming out every year every year you know there's there's diseases that are coming out and uh well this is things that have been affecting farmers for years but now we have technology to actually point to it and say hey this is actually a disease that is affecting this this is a bacteria and it's not something that you can stop in season because this is soil born it lives in the soil year round and it gets into the plant when it's a seedling and grows through the plant all season. It's no wonder farmers have never been able to stop this before. They couldn't track the life cycle of a fungus that you can't see. Right. So uh, now we can uh, come up with defenses, grow better quality crops, and we're using this technology to grow more food 
per square foot, more food per acre, and we can feed more people that way. American farmers can end world hunger, and it is exactly this kind of technology that can help us do it. The one problem is this type of automation isn't easy and it isn't cheap. I'm, that's what I'm saying, dude. I, I just now, want to say something about this this roast starter delivery system. The timing. You have sensors everywhere reading everything. It knows when it's dropping that seed. I, I realize that. But there is some fine fucking calibration that has to be done yeah. to not just your equipment, but your firmware. Yes, your firmware is sure, everything here. How does this get... I look at this thing and I think, wow, you're going to go five, ten acres, and that's going to be knocked all the fuck out of calibration. How? Rocks and How shit. does that stay? Yeah, how does that yeah. stay in calibration after well, you all of your through the field? All of your electronics are up in the tractor, okay? You're okay, just running but I'm wires talking about back this there to tiny sensors. little tube. This tiny little stainless steel tube uh-huh. with a nozzle on the end of it uh-huh. that's being bounced around, tapped well, all on that, with listen, rocks. What you can't see You're there... You're going to keep that in calibration? No, wait. There's some good iron in front of all this protecting it from shit. I now, see it. I see that's it. That's floating in the middle of two... I see it, double, but I still uh, a have A double-disc row opener and then two gauge wheels set outside of that. I see it. And I, I see it. As dude. you can see, there's a... It big cast iron shank that comes all the way down and what they don't show you in this picture is on that forward shank that comes all the way down following the brush conveyor at the very bottom of that it kind of comes down to a point there there's an extra piece on there that we call a seed tube guard and it is a uh, just a solid hunk of hardened iron that is riding in there in between those double disc openers to protect everything from rocks. <laughs> so you will still get damage to that stuff. Those parts are plastic. Well, those are wear uh, parts. Everything that's green in that picture is, is cast metal. iron. I, I'd say the black stuff is um, plastic, rubber and plastic. Rubber and plastic, absolutely. It is. And these are wear items, guys. These are going to wear out. You know, we got a planter that... Our, the corn planter is going to see roughly 2,000 acres this year. And uh, in two two years, all those round parts that you see right there, and I mean all those round parts, they're wore out. They're wore out. Well, after 5,000 acres, they're going to be. Or 10,000. Oh, no, uh, they won't make it that long. So you're right, Joe. There's an incredible amount of technology on this farm equipment I mean, this is I, and I we're transmitting it's... so much data you know we get done planting at the end of the night the tractor's sitting there cooling we're cleaning windows fueling up checking out the equipment doing minor repairs the whole time that computer is sitting there and it is uploading data to a cloud for 15 20 minutes it is sitting there uploading the day's data to a cloud and building it so, into a map. So, so remember a little bit ago when you were saying <laughs> that you'd like to see the data on this? John Deere already has the data. I know. We have the data, Joe. We did this. Yeah. This is – because uh, you, you were making the I can distinction tell you, between 
agronomic value and economic value. Well, now when you do a test like this, there are so many variables out there in the field when you're doing a practical test like this. You know, if your fertilizer's not right or if the rain didn't happen or your GDUs just didn't get enough GDUs in that spot, there's just so many variables in these tests. And I can tell you one year, it seemed like there was an uh, a pretty decent economic plus to this planner. And the next year, it was dead even with the other planner. So, you know, you give it a third year and see how it would do. Who knows? It's a big investment. The picture that's here, scroll to the picture of the tractor and the planner in the field. And let people see what it, the hold in. There you go. That right there. Now, that's a 8RX tractor. That's the hottest, latest, and greatest tractor. And for the features that they have, it's pretty badass. It looks like an ugly Betty there, but the fenders, the rear fenders that are all black, those are uh, fertilizer tanks. Carrying fertilizer oh, across the field is a real problem. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of volume to take out there. And you have yeah. to carry that with everything else. So um, you see the yellow tanks on the back. Uh, the rear yellow tank, that's where your seed goes. The middle yellow tank there, that's what we call pop-up fertilizer. That's what's going in furrow. This tractor has a very neat feature where it's applying nitrogen fertilizer two inches beside the row live while we're plant planting. No, shit. So our 28% so nice. liquid nitrogen goes in the black tank on the tractor, and it's got a hose linked back to the planter so it can dribble that nitrogen two inches off the row. Now, that's got to have a huge economic value. So you got that pop-up right there on the seed, and that gets it going right now, not tomorrow. Right now. You're planting into warm, moist soil. You cover that up on a hot, sunny day like it looks with that tractor out there in the field. And it's activated to start growing immediately. Immediately. Ideally... Within five, six days, I'm going to see that corn breaking the ground and see a spike. And we're off to the races. Now, if, let's say I have four seeds in a row here, okay? One, two, three, four. And uh, one of them pops up today, one of them pops up tomorrow, and the next one pops up the third day. Here's what's going to happen. The first seed is the only corn plant. That's it. The seed that pops up tomorrow, the rest of the field will view it as a weed, and it will try to kill it with competition. And I can guarantee you, you can mark this shit out in the field and check it for yourselves if you all live near a cornfield. That second plant that popped up tomorrow, it just won't produce an ear. Emergence on corn is absolutely vital. Every seed must break the ground at the same time and grow evenly. It is all about consistency out there. That's why it is so important to plant the seed perfectly. 
under the perfect conditions, at the perfect depth, at the perfect spacing for the perfect population to get every ounce out of that acre that you can. Well, that's pretty cool fucking setup. I know I said perfect a lot, but that is what that really precision. is what we're doing. Yeah. No, it's precision. We call precision this precision stuff. agriculture for a reason. This isn't a bunch of idiots just playing in farm equipment all day. That's not what's going on at all. This is science. Well, thank the farmers, folks, for getting you not tranny beer. Drink most light. It's for the farmers. But whatever you do, don't drink Bud Light, folks. I mean, I'm not boycotting Bud Light because of this whole tranny thing. That's not what I'm saying. Boy, I've never been a Bud Light fan. Bud Light is just a shitty beer, and I I judge people who still drink Bud Light. Really, I'm going to question your life choices. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Probably drive a fucking Nissan Altima. (laughs) With bald tires and black oil. Yep. Drop the activity (laughs) real quick and drop streaming. And then we will probably need to wrap it up because we're at 1 hour and 28 minutes. We're going to wrap it up like a Christmas present. Yeah. That's you. Kill the kill the activity i got it i guess i'm the last there my bad well uh i guess thanks everybody for uh, our, our i mean we're done now right yeah we're done here yes we're done here thank you everyone for watching enough. um i hope everybody has a great week and drop uh, the activity man i drop did the activity nick no you didn't god damn it Folks, Nick Nick knows everything about these fucking tractors and this farm science. But he didn't And know nothing shit about, about computers. computers. Not shit. Not we shit. We give him a pass. We give him a pass. Anyway. They're trying to educate me. And I'm trying to educate you all about how your food has grown. Anyways. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay positive. Remember. Uh, everything that you see is smoke and mirrors. They're all lying to you. Nobody has your back, and you still owe those motherfuckers taxes. <laughs> yes, folks. That's very true. And yes, don't forget to pay your taxes. Tax day's coming up soon. What the heck? But, uh, yeah. It, you said it all, Nick. I, I, got, I can't follow that. It's all lies. It's all lies. Have a good night. Just say go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourselves. Basically.